Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, E. Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more, all in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Contentment Theory Podcast. So I'm so sorry that I've not done an episode in so long. I think it's been, oh my god, I think it's been like two months now. And for obvious reasons, oh well, I mean if you follow me on social media, there's obvious reasons why I've not done an episode in so long because I've just not been in the right headspace for it. But I'm feeling a lot better now and I'm feeling like I'm ready to get back into the podcast game. So when I first decided to do a podcast, I was very ambitious and I was like, oh, I'm going to do one episode per week because that's what everybody else seems to do. And then I started to try to do one episode a week and actually it felt like it was a lot harder than I anticipated actually and don't get me wrong I I would love to do one episode a week but I think with my own sort of creative cycles I need a couple of weeks to like think about what I want to talk about and mull it over and create a bit of a structure although saying that today's episode is not actually going to be as structured as all my other episodes because I just felt like I wanted to try do a bit more of a casual chatty flowy conversation that isn't sort of like a a bullet point script about what I want to say and like the message that I'm coming across with. Okay so I thought I would start the podcast with a little bit of an update about where I'm at with my life right now what I'm doing because the last time I recorded an episode I was in Canada and if you haven't seen on my social media, I'm not in Canada anymore. I am home in the UK and I'm staying at my dad's house. And if you weren't aware, if you hadn't listened to the episode about moving halfway across the world, the intention was to move to Canada for initially a couple of years and I was only there, I think, total five weeks. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a, I'll give you a little bit of an overview of what's happened to me in the past like month or two since I recorded the last episode. So last time I spoke, I said I was in Canada. I was having a pretty good time. I was enjoying myself at my workaway host house and that was going on for a few weeks. And I'd say about week four, I started to feel anxious and overwhelmed and I think it all just hit me at once how far away I was from home and the magnitude of what I was actually doing and then it started to hit me about how I was doing all of that alone because I remember I tried to organize a camping trip and then I got super anxious and I was like "Mm, I don't actually think I want to do this on my own and that really surprised me because I think I 
love spending time alone and that's that's like my thing like I am I am a lone wolf obviously I do have friends but I do really like spending time on my own I like doing things on my own because to me doing things on my own and having that sort of I almost see it as like a superpower it's just like the ultimate freedom like nothing's holding you back it's you can just go and do whatever you want on your own so when I tried to organize this camping trip and then I was like oh I just feel too anxious to like go on my own I think there was like a lot of reasons you know I was scared of like bears and you know I don't really have to go into detail about it I mean it's quite understandable about why people don't want to do things on their own so I think that's where it started and then there was just this creeping like sense inside me of like this like building loneliness and I think I made the mistake in not really trying to make any connections when I got out there don't get me wrong I was friends with my host and we did get along fairly well but I think it would have been better if I tried to find some friends that were my own age or you know similar age um and we're doing a sort of similar thing so we could try and connect so I I started to feel really lonely and anxious and overwhelmed by what I had to do and I was due to move to my next work away host place and honestly I just started to what would you call it spiral out of control yeah we're gonna call it that I was spiraling I was spiraling out of control I was like severely anxious to the point where I was verging on having like hmm panic attacks basically and I was just like not enjoying myself and I was like calling my mum and my sister and my friends interchangeably um because I just felt like I don't know if anybody's ever had a panic attack it basically feels like nothing is ever going to be ever nothing is ever going to be okay ever again and you feel like you're gonna die and that was just like building and building and building and then I was like oh yeah I just found it really hard to cope with that on my own because even though I was speaking to my family and my friends I think it's a completely different thing actually having somebody there to sort of console you and comfort you in those moments so I decided to go to my next workaway house anyway because I was like I want to give it a chance you know maybe I'll start to feel a bit better um and I don't I don't want to I would like to use the phrase give up but I'd like to you know give something a chance and not make decisions when I'm in the heat of feeling really intense emotions because I think that I don't know if other people experience this but when I'm in the when I'm in the moment of feeling really intense emotions like I really want to make rash decisions to make myself feel better but they're not necessarily um the right decision to make for myself in the long term so anyway went to my new work warehouse house I was feeling exactly the same I was just like anxious panic attacks um just feeling that so lonely depressed and it was all consuming I just felt like I was in like one like the most beautiful place in the world this this dream that I wanted and I was not having a good time so I stayed at my 
next workwear host house for a few days and honestly it just got to the point where I was like I can't cope feeling like this on my own and the thought of having to you know so my plan was travel for the summer move back to Vancouver because I was on Vancouver Island if you didn't know so yeah go back to Vancouver find somewhere to live find a job the thought of doing that was sending me into like a frenzy of more like anxiety and panic attacks so I had to make an executive decision to come home because I was like I just don't think that I can cope with having to do all of those things when to be honest like I just wasn't enjoying myself enough to sort of I wasn't enjoying myself enough to make it okay that I felt those feelings if that makes sense so the cons were definitely outweighing the pros like I probably was saying I was having a good time for about 20% of the time you know I'd have a nice moment where I like I'd go in the sea but then about 80% of the other time I was just feeling all of these like less desirable emotions so I just made an executive decision to come home because I was like I've got this visa for a couple of years and I can always come back and this isn't like the end of my sort of adventure travel dream I think I just needed to come home and recuperate and be around people who could you know make me feel like love and supported I just wanted to sort of reiterate as well that I still had so many good experiences whilst I was there and I learned so much about myself about what I want and I don't necessarily think that with every experience that you have you need to have learned something because I think there can be this kind of narrative in the sort of personal development and spirituality world that every experience like you're learning something from it and sometimes and this this is how I see it sometimes you can just have an experience and it's not that great and it's okay like you don't always need to be having these magical life learning lessons from an experience that hasn't gone the way that you've expected it to I'm not really sure why I added that last little bit in but I suppose what I'm trying to say is I think sometimes we can try to look so deeply into something and find so much meaning and I don't necessarily think that's always good for us because sometimes it's okay to just have an experience not enjoy it and move on from it and that's totally fine okay so I thought for the next segment of the podcast I would talk about things that I learned in Canada so this is going to be life lessons and generally things about myself and also I think I'm going to end with some practical tips for traveling solo travelers if it's your first time traveling because I learned so much and that's one of the reasons why I don't want I don't look back at what happened in a bad way because I learned so much and the next time I go traveling or the next time I go on a solo adventure on my own I have all this 
knowledge. So the first thing that I've learned, and this has actually been um, an occurring, an occurring theme, no, a reoccurring theme throughout my life in the past few months. I feel like the universe has been sending me these lessons is it's okay to rely on other people and rely on your support network when you need them because it is a lot easier to process your emotions with other people helping you process the emotions. So a really good example was when I was when I was in Canada and I was feeling all of these really difficult emotions. I felt so overwhelmed and weighed down by all the difficult emotions and then when I spoke to somebody like my sister or my mum I felt this weight lift off me and they helped me work through the emotions you know they can ask you questions or they can or they would just comfort me or they would generally just be there to listen because sometimes there isn't a solution sometimes you just need somebody to help you bear the weight of the difficult emotions. Also I think that when you're dealing with difficult emotions you can feel very alone and you can feel like it you're the first person that this has ever happened to but then once you share your experience with you know a friend or just just anybody really a lot of the time they can say offer a similar experience and say you know this thing has happened to me and I understand how you feel and I for me personally I, I probably a lot of people experience this if somebody shares a similar experience of when they've had have gone through something difficult it just makes you feel less alone and it can feel it can feel like less of a big deal because you know that somebody else has gone through a similar experience and they've been okay and they've gotten through it and maybe they've thrived or maybe they've just been able to comfort you by saying, you know, I've been through this difficult experience and, you know, you are going to be okay. I just find that so comforting. Something that has been popping up in my life quite a lot recently and I've done a little bit of research into it is this idea of individualism versus collectivism. So if you don't know what individualism and collectivism is, individualism is where you have a habit and a principle of being independent and self-reliant and it's basically this cultural idea where a person is only concerned about the needs of the individual, so the needs of themselves. So as you can imagine, collectivism is where the needs of the community are greater than the needs of the individual. So if you imagine a garden, individualism is where the person is only focused on growing vegetables for their own garden and concerned with feeding themselves, whereas collectivism is where you would have a community garden and everybody would be concerned about making sure that there is enough vegetables to feed everybody. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because 
think that I personally have had a tendency to have this tunnel vision of individualism and just concerning myself with how to look after myself and how to make myself self-reliant to the point where I would almost see it as weak to rely on other people for other things. Don't get me wrong, I think that being independent to a certain extent is important because you can't rely on everybody to do absolutely everything for you but I think that in today's society especially in the UK we are taught this sort of culture and mindset of individualism and just to be concerned with how our own individual needs are going to be met and it's actually not good for us and if we try and steer ourselves more towards collectivism we can all support each other and help each other get through life because life is actually really hard and really difficult and I think that having this sense of having other people to help you get through those difficult times makes life so much easier and yeah that is something that I am going to be trying to focus a little bit more on instead of focusing so much on my own individual needs. So what I'm trying to say is, this is a reminder that it is okay and it's very normal and actually it's very healthy to rely on other people to help you get through difficult times because there is a reason why we are social beings like we need people to help us get through life and also to help us enjoy life okay so the next thing that I learned and it was almost like a skill and I sort of built up resilience for was people pleasing so I have definitely been a people pleaser throughout my life and when I was in Canada, a lot of people were offering me a lot of things. So, for example, my workaway host a lot of the time was... So this is more of the like light-hearted side to it. So my workaway host quite a lot of the time was asking me if I wanted to do things, if I wanted to go to certain events. And I'd probably say about half the time I didn't want to go to these things. It's not that I, w- I didn't want to go to the individual event itself, but I just wanted to spend time on my own or I wanted to relax or I wanted to do something different. And at first I gave in quite a lot and I, I was just being a people pleaser. And I was like, yeah, sure. And ended up spending so much of my time doing things that I didn't want to do. And I would get frustrated and I would get annoyed with myself and I would get annoyed with the other person as well. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to have to start saying no. So I started saying no to things that I didn't want to do. And I'm so glad that I did this because in the long term, it benefited me so much. So if I said no to not wanting to go to a certain event or anything, then that time I would be able to spend that time doing something that I actually wanted to do. And it felt so much better for doing that. Even though there was a moment of uncomfortableness when I said no, I was so much happier with myself 
in the long term because yeah I got that time to be able to spend doing what I actually wanted to do talking about this in a more serious way so when I was at my second workaway host house there was a few lodgers living there and one of the lodgers he was really nice and he kept on offering me lifts to places and this will make you laugh so he had a cabin in the woods that was in the middle of nowhere I'm talking like literally like in the middle of nowhere and I was asking him loads of questions about it because I just find stuff like that quite interesting like he built the cabin himself and he made it like is it cost self-sufficient something along those lines and he kept on being like oh yeah like I'll drive you out and I can show you it and he was being very genuine and he I don't think that he was trying to do anything weird or creepy but I had to be really firm and say no even after he asked me so many times because I needed to put my safety first as you can imagine I was like a solo female traveler also the same guy offered me a lift to the ferry station from where I was staying because it was the bus was a bit of a hassle to get to but I didn't I still didn't know this man I had met him for like what like a few days and he was offering to like take me in his car and drive me to a place where I'd never been before and he offered so many times and I had to just be like no and it maybe it came across as rude but I just had to not be a people pleaser and I needed to put my own safety first and even as well my host was say texted me um, so I got the bus to the ferry station and she texted me that day saying, oh, well, you know, um, this person's offered you a lift. Why didn't you take it? Sort of like almost laughing at me. And I was like, I just needed to put myself first and it doesn't matter what they think because I needed to, yeah, I needed to put my safety first. So I'd say all in all, I've gotten much better at not being a people pleaser. And I suppose yeah I think that is one really good thing about solo traveling like you you just you have to do everything yourself you can't get your friend to do it for you and I think that has been really good for me because actually since I've come home I've gotten so much better at just just saying no when I want when I don't want to do something and not feeling like I have to explain myself you know I don't want to do something I don't have to explain myself Another message that really sunk in for me whilst I was there is that two contradicting things can exist at the same time. So a very good example of this is my decision to leave Canada. So as you can imagine, there was a big part of me that didn't want to leave because I wanted to stay and I wanted to live out the adventure and I was desperately sad about the thought of leaving and coming home and ending my adventure however there was this other big part of me that wanted to go home and just wanted to be in the comfort and the safety of being at home and being with my family and my friends and I think a lot of the internal struggle about making the decision to come home is that I was having both of these contradicting feelings but then I just realized and speaking to other people is that you know you can still have 
two of these contradicting feelings existing at the same time. And once I'd accepted that I wasn't going to be 100% happy with the decision that I made, it almost lifted a weight off my shoulders because I was like, I don't have to be fully happy and 100% sure about this decision that I've made. And I feel like that's quite freeing in a lot of the decisions that you make in life. Speaking of acceptance, this segues nicely into the next thing that I learn or something that I already knew but it has ingrained into me even more and it's such an important life lesson for me personally and I think other people would really benefit from it as well and it's the power of acceptance. It's just accepting where you are and not thinking so much about where you think you should be. Emphasis on the word should as well because I feel like this word should get thrown around quite a lot. We think we should be doing certain things but I think when you use the word should that can make you think is it something that you actually want to do or is it something that you think that you should do so I think there was this part of me that thought that I should be in Canada right now I should be living out this dream but actually Once I've gotten to this point of accepting the decision that I made and accepting the fact that, yep, I'm living at my dad's right now and maybe this is not exactly where I thought I wanted to be. And yeah, I don't really want to be working in a cafe right now. But once I'd accepted all of these things and this is where I'm at in my life right now, I feel like a lot of my internal struggle has sort of gone away because... I'm not having these expectations and always thinking that I should be doing these things because that's what I think I should. So, yeah, right now I am surrendering to the flow of the universe, accepting where I am, I also think as well when you're in your late 20s, so I'm 27, there it can be this like mountain pressure to think that you should have all these certain things or you should be doing these certain things. For example, you should be in a relationship, you should be buying a house, you should be building your career, you should be, I don't know, thinking about having children, getting engaged. And obviously social media has completely amplified that but actually everyone is on completely their own journey and it does not matter whatsoever what other people is doing what other people are doing as long as you're focusing on what makes you content and what is it that you want to do day to day what is it that are your goals so maybe your goals are completely different from your friends so for example you know my goal as of like a few months ago was I want to go traveling I want to go on a solo adventure but then some of my best friends were like my goal right now is to buy a house and all of that is completely valid I also think that the power of acceptance and accepting where you are isn't giving up on you know your dreams and your goals and whatever you want with your life because don't get me wrong I do have 
a list of things that I would like to accomplish in my life or I would like to work towards. It's just saying that maybe right now is is not the exact time for me to be working on those goals or they're just not quite happening right now and that is completely okay. One other really important thing that I learned and has been ingrained into me even more throughout that trip was having self-compassion and being kind to myself because I suppose I put a lot of like maybe I put a lot of like pressure and expectation of what I should have been thinking and feeling and doing and then when I didn't meet my own expectations my instant reaction or my first reaction was to sort of beat myself up about it so for example talking about going on that solo camping trip at first I was annoyed with myself I was disappointed in myself I was like just basically like you know you're not you're not good enough but then I turned it around to having compassion for myself and being like it's okay if you're not ready to do that thing and yeah just being really kind to myself and also well the really big decision of coming home I had to have so much self-compassion and patience and kind kindness for myself because I looked at all these other solo female travelers online and I was I was comparing myself at first and being like, oh, you know, they're all so much better than me and that I'm not good enough and that I am basically weaker because I couldn't do this thing that seemed so attainable to other people. But I think with self-compassion, it's so important that you're on your own side because if you're not on your own side, if you're not looking after yourself, if you're not supporting yourself, I think it's just, it's just really damaging. I think that the more self-compassion that you have, the less internal struggle there is. So I think in the past year, I've been working so much on like being kind, being patient, having a lot of self-compassion and there has been, I've noticed a remarkable difference within myself. You know, there's less anxiety, there's less internal struggle, there's, I just feel generally happier because of it. I think this is a really good way to frame self-compassion so you can understand how important it is. So say if your friend's going through a difficult time, they've made a mistake, they've done something wrong, they're unhappy in some kind of way, you wouldn't shame your friend about what they've done, you wouldn't make them feel bad about themselves. Your instant reaction is to be understanding and be compassionate and try and not make them feel bad about themselves so because when you do this when your friend is having the difficult experience it will help them get through it a little bit easier and it will reduce the amount of unpleasantness that they have going through that experience and it'll help them get through quicker and with just a little bit more ease so if you think about yourself as your own best friend you wouldn't talk to your best friend like that so why would you talk to yourself like that? So I feel like the the general life lessons that I learned whilst I was out there, I feel like I did learn more than that but that's generally what I can remember off the top of my head. So 
the last little segment of the podcast is going to be practical tips and advice for solo travellers. So number one is don't stay somewhere if it makes you feel uncomfortable. It doesn't matter if it costs extra money to go somewhere else. Your comfort and your safety is so much more important than money. And I know a lot of the time, a lot of us are travelling on a budget. But, yep, I just think put your comfort and safety first above money. So, for example, the first night that I got to Vancouver... I'd booked hostel for a couple of nights and this hostel, oh my God. It just made me feel so uncomfortable and so unsafe. So I made a very wise decision to book into another accommodation for a couple of nights that I knew was going to be guaranteed to make me feel safe and make me feel comfortable. And that was a very good decision because... I personally, my fight or flight mode gets set off and I think this will probably be the same for everyone because it's an even evolutionary thing. My fight or flight mode gets set off when I feel uncomfortable, I feel unsafe and I start to, my nervous system becomes dysregulated and I start to have, feel really anxious and really panicky and I can't enjoy myself. Okay, so the second thing that I thought it's really important and this kind of relates to people pleasing a little bit is put your put your needs first above pleasing the people around you so like I was saying about the whole um the person who was living at my workway accommodation the lodger trying to offer me all those lifts I just had to be so firm and be like, no. And I think it is just such an important skill to be able to learn to just put your foot down, put yourself first, because who knows what would have happened if I would have gone to the cabin in the woods with the man. (laughs) Okay, the last thing that I learned that's really important is travel lightly. Because I know I was moving over there, so I needed to bring a lot of stuff. So I brought a suitcase and a medium-sized rucksack and a little rucksack. When I was travelling from place to place, it put a lot of extra pressure physically on my body, but mentally as well, like having to drag these like bags around and, oh God, yeah, it was just an absolute nightmare. Um, so yeah I would travel a lot lighter next time and you can buy things when you're in places so for example I brought three books I like I don't know why I thought that Canada wouldn't have any books because obviously they do have books I suppose my thought process behind that was I couldn't be bothered going to try and find a bookshop anyway just travel light because it will make the physical load and the mental load a lot lighter Okay, so I think that is going to be the end of this episode, but thank you so much if you stayed through and you've listened to the whole thing, because I know that was a bit all over the place and there was a mismatch of information there, but I hope you join me next week, or sorry, in in, in two weeks, because 
I'm going to be doing a very interesting episode about a topic that I'm very passionate about. Sorry if you heard my stomach then, I'm hungry and I'm going to get lunch. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.